Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, strong information and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan to did miss a star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet We about to talk about bullshit pictures Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan should did miss a star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet shots we, we about, about to, to talk, talk about bullshit Welcome to the show Podcast Your favorite actor, <laughs> my favorite actor, our, our favorite, favorite actor. Alright, you know what this is. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, which I'm going to call it the podcast where we're supposed to talk about movies. But get off subject and get to talking about something else. This drink is so nasty. <laughs> What is that, one of those, uh... Like pineapple. Mm. But we're going to get off subject, start talking about something else, but you can almost guarantee we're going to maybe might in- mention the individuals who make up the name of this here, John. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bletz in the third, a.k.a. Nady Irving, a.k.a. Nady Crosby, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Robert Powell Jr., a.k.a. Baby Nate, a.k.a. Nate Yawarin, a.k.a. Roly And I go by the name The Air Is On in the background, so if you hear a little, that's because it's hot in here. Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Booking Agent K, a.k.a. Kayanya, Fix My Life, Van Zant, Kai Dolla Sign, Knife Guy, Young Black Phillip, Kayanya Taylor Joy. <laughs> what happened? Something happened. No, I just t- turned uh, to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, my heart was beating. I thought Paul George was on the Lakers. Can't mess with my soul <laughs> like that. No, I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes, and I guess we can't do this movie now, but... Transformers. We was gonna bring this movie up later yeah, in the podcast yeah, for a prediction, see. but it is sitting at a mighty high eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. <laughs> Let me just finish this up by saying real quick: it's your boy Kyrie, sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll, I'll be, be there, there when, when you need, need me. me. Just calling receipt eleven percent. This summer sucks. <laughs> Awful. When your best movie of the summer is Wonder Woman starring very thin Gal Gadot, weird arm Gal Gadot. Woo! Eleven percent. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. They don't try with these movies. 
clearly. What I would have, if I was going to predict it, I was going to say maybe around forty percent. I was going to say what we almost always say, like thirty six. <laughs> but eleven. Fingers crossed, it goes up. <laughs> nah, that's too late. Oh, no, let me just click on to see if there's like a consensus yet. Nope, no consensus. But I'll just read one bad review. As if this watered-down Independence Day scenario weren't enough, <laughs> this movie keeps veering off in jagged directions. That sounds about right. Is anybody... Uh, okay, yeah. So that's uh, disappointing. Anywho, before we start, you know, talking about more stuff, you see any uh, movies since the last episode? Nope. I don't <laughs> go to the movies. Alright, simple enough. Myself... I watched, first I watched at the movies, It Comes at Night. This, I can see why this movie got a very high score on Rotten Tomatoes, but a very low score when it comes to the audience uh, critiques. It has one of those endings where you're like, like when it goes off, you're like, this just went off, but I wasn't too mad at it. As we speak, Transformers went down to 10%. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. It's not, I mean, it's not like anybody was expecting any high numbers, but 10% is just that's bad. <laughs> Lord. That's up. That's down there with the 50 shades in them. Lord. Worse than all eyes on me. <sighs> Which had an iPhone 7 in it. We're going to get to that movie in a second. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it comes that night. And I, when I left the movie, I was like, I didn't not like the movie, but I didn't wouldn't necessarily say I liked the movie. Then as I like thought about it more, I was like, I like what they what they did. Like this was more like a family flick, and like what would you do for your family and stuff like that. I like the little tight knit scenario they were put in, but for the life of me, I can't tell you why this movie is called It Comes at Night. Because <laughs> whatever the problem was, because it was like a disease thingy, but you don't know where it came from. They just put you into this like post apocalyptic world setting. So you don't know how the world came to end, basically. You don't know what's going on. All this blah, blah, blah was getting people sick. How do they get it sick and stuff like that? I mean, they get it from, like, contact. But you don't know if it's, like, an animal, a person, whatever. You never see that. So it was just a lot of questions. You know, I know they say what you don't know is makes it even more scarier and stuff like that. And I get that. But some of those details I would like to have known... But this movie's not scary. Uh, the, I guess it has a nice tension, which is like kind of the new scary for horror movies mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, the performances were great from Joel Edgerton. And then I can't remember the dude's name, but the dude who played his black son. He had a black wife in the movie, but okay. his son was kind of sh- sh- straight black. <laughs> so that was weird. Um, why Joel Edgerton keep being in movies where he married to these black people? Mm-hmm. First loving. Now this. <laughs> You must just enjoy it. <laughs> uh, the movie was slow, which you kind of expect for these like slow burner horror movies. Um, and I just wanted more from the final, like the ending of the movie, because I was reading about it. They said people weren't gonna like it, and it's kind of like tough to take in for some people. And I guess what they were what they were talking about, I can see, but I guess for somebody like me who's seen much crazier stuff, I was like, oh. This mm-hmm. is the height that, or this is that climactic point you were talking about that people might not sit well with everybody. 
But I guess I like it because I guess it's kind of over the edge. But the movie itself is... You can I, you can definitely see how people go one way or the other with it. I'm not one even sure how I feel about another. it. All right, next we just you just quickly brought this movie up. Watched All Eyes on Me. Yeah. Saw this movie on a Friday night. Mistake. Yeah, you probably have black people in the theater rapping along with the songs. <laughs> Shockingly, the movie wasn't that loud. Dang. Because when uh, me and my brother were waiting in line. I saw all the African-Americans, young, old, teenagers who should be carted to get into the movie, but didn't, <laughs> coming in with their Tupac shirts on. Right. I was like, this is about to be a noisy one. <laughs> we like we were standing in line to get some, uh, so he can get an icy, and we just saw everybody, every black person possible walking in that direction to our theater. i like, it's about to be hot in there. <laughs> so we get in there, see it's kind of crowded. I see maybe three white people. I know they felt mad uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I know they contemplated turning around when they walked in. Man, it's not safe for me here. But when I walked in and saw all them black people, I was mad. Not because I don't like watching movies with black people because there's a nice chance it might be loud. <laughs> but because when you walk into a black movie and see nothing but black people, that means this movie's probably not going to make that much money because mm-hmm. they're literally <laughs> catering to one audience. Yeah. And for this movie to be in the making for so long, you would hope that you can sh- reach it to a, a much broader audience like Straight Outta Compton somehow did. Yeah, that was a superhero movie. So, watching All Eyes on Me, the movie starts, dude in front of me, he started nodding his head <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was right back in the 90s all over again. He was jamming. But we're gonna get. I'm gonna just uh, go down my notes real quick. Mm-hmm, little, t- little tidbits of information. One thing that stuck out to me: they started out with like four or five year old Tupac, then they moved to like nine or ten year old Tupac. Five year five year old Tupac looked kind of like him. Nine year old Tupac. I looked over to my brother like, who does that kid supposed to be? <laughs> Another like, little moonlight scenario. That dude looked. Cr- he was light skinned but his <laughs> face resembled nothing like Tupac. So I was a little worried. <laughs> Um, in the movie, they do, like, reenactments of different, like, videos and movies he was in. When they did Juice, I was dying. The dude who was playing Omar Epps' character was short, looked nothing like Omar Epps, and Demetrius Ship was towering over him. I was like, I don't remember Tupac to be a giant, and I surely don't know if he was towering over an Omar Epps like that. But that scene was funny. Was it meant to be funny? I don't know, but it was funny. <laughs> uh, what, I forget what video it was that they reenacted that I was dying at. Um, for some odd reason, Deshaun Jackson made a cameo. I don't know who he was playing, but I was disturbed that Deshaun Jackson, of all people, was in the movie. I was cool with Mano being in the movie because I already knew it was going to happen, but Deshaun Jackson was a little... That was just a surprise. I wasn't trying to see. Yeah, that, that's disturbing. The dude who returned to play Biggie, Jamal Woodard, or whatever his name is, a.k.a. Gravy. Oh, yeah. His acting got worse. <laughs> you watch this movie, like, this dude carried Lord. a movie. I mean, I know Biggie's demeanor was laid back and whatnot, but this just looked <laughs> crazy. Maybe Man, Why are they trying to make a little connected universe? <laughs> Because when you have nothing else to do, you might as well call uh-huh. somebody who's free. Even though I bet this, I know why this dude didn't give his all as Biggie. Because he looking at Tupac and like, you ain't Anthony Mackie. I'm, I'm yeah, that's to, very odd. I'm used to I'm used Anthony to, Mackie played Tupac. That's just. <laughs> that, is the, that is 
is one of the worst castings Yikes. I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's funny because this casting is Tupac is, might be one of the best castings of somebody because he looks exactly like yeah. him. He had his mannerisms down, like the way he moves, his body and stuff was on point. His Crazy. voice, not so much. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's fine. And then sometimes I feel like he was acting like he was trying too hard. But, I, I mean, Tupac was that type of person who was probably a lot to handle when you were around him. So, yeah. it probably made sense. So, I was cool with his performance. But Biggie's, not so much. I don't care if that's how Biggie was or not. <laughs> the movie itself does a very poor job chronicling his rise to fame. Because, like, if you're going to tell a story of somebody getting famous and, like, how they got famous... You want to, like, watching the movie, you want to feel like that fame is believable. The way this movie was going about it was very poor. It was, like, <laughs> it was two hours and 20 minutes of just, like, a timeline of videos. So they would start here, right. show it, move quickly to this point. Like, at the beginning of the first half of the movie, they was zooming up through the years, like, for the first few years of his career till he got went to jail. So it just... It didn't feel like an organic story. It just felt like you could tell they were trying to hit these pin, these different points in his career just because if a movie's going to be made on his life, you got to show that type of crap. Um, the dude who plays Snoop. There's now. no, uh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, what is that? What is his name? Because Tony tried to tell me. That's the same dude who played him in Stratocopter. <laughs> I kept telling him, no, it's not. But... What is that? What is his name? Uh, Lakeith. Yeah, I can't tell you which one looks like him the least, <laughs> but I can tell you <laughs> that either the dude who played him in this movie is the best person ever at impressions, or <laughs> or Snoop Dogg's voice was dubbed into the movie. I was like, if this isn't a young Snoop Dogg, I have no clue. It was too real to be true. So if it's real, that dude is the best at doing voices. First of all, people, how come they made a Tupac hologram? They could have just made a Tupac animated feature. <laughs> they should. And, and like, Why don't they do uh, animated biopics? <laughs> Somebody's going to do it eventually. Dang. <laughs> That's my idea. <laughs> like, I already disrespect people by not telling their stories correctly. Uh-huh. Making up stuff. Got Jada Pinkett Smith coming out like... Uh, this didn't happen. <laughs> I'm literally alive. <laughs> Y'all can get away with it if we was all dead. Hey. So, uh, yeah, that part about Snoop was wild. <laughs> uh, the script itself seesaws from all right <laughs> to very cringeworthy. Like, I, <laughs> like, there's a scene when he goes and talks to Faith Evans. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's up, Faith? What you doing out here? And, she, and what did she say? You know, just out here recording music and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just like that is very generic. That is what you would. That's not. That's not how conversations really go. They don't oh, say the most man. blatant, obvious thing. Uh, just stuff like that was driving me insane. Um, before his death, the foreshadowing shadowing was just too much. It was annoying. <laughs> and then when he dies, he laying on the ground, and then boom, they cut to the script like uh, a couple days later, Tupac died in the hospital. Blah blah. blah so all these million records. So there was no like. No little like how off. Yep, not how notorious was. Well, they had a freaking celebration in the middle of the street. It was just like <laughs> I hit on the ground. I right, 
time to get to the credits because we already spent two hours and 20 minutes telling this long story. Uh-huh. And you feel every minute of those two hours and 20 minutes. Dang, it's on that Power Rangers. <laughs> it's, it's a long, exhausting movie because you go through so many different things and <laughs> you ain't able to like settle in on what you watch. And it's like, once something happens, you get a little settled and then jumps to something else. So Dang. you exert a lot of energy watching this movie. Um, yep. The next thing I was going to say, the movie is exhausting from how it's rushed. Um, Jada's Jada Pinkett's role in the movie wasn't explained for like movie sake. Like she's in there, and it's almost like they assume you knew they had a relationship the way they do it. The way she All keeps right. jumping back in and out the movie, like you, they don't try to like. You would think for a movie sake they would try to work it to either she's a love interest or she's a friend. They kind of teeter in between that without even teetering in between that to a point it makes sense. She's just some side character that they could have cut out. Um, already mentioned about ship's performance, and uh, you know, all in all, this movie—I wouldn't call it good <laughs> for movie's sake, like in movie terms. But I like watching biopics like this, so I could go back and watch this movie. Mm-hmm. But every time I go back and watch it, I'm a complain, and I'm gonna find some enjoyment out of it because <laughs> his life is crazy. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where there's a. Blood walked in Suge's office and was doing the very stereotypical <laughs> gangster <laughs> thug, thug type of walk, and me and Tony were dying. <laughs> so yeah, this is all eyes on me. I mean, uh, it's sad that it took them this long to make this movie, and this is the best they came out with. Yeah. Now I would I really want to see what John Singleton would have came up with if yeah, he would have did the I movie. Know he might. All right, and then next I watched Rough Night. Okay. The comedy in this movie was kind of rough. There oh, was Lord. several scenes where they did a intentional funny thing, and no one in the theater laughed. <sighs> like, not even a chuckle. I was like, oh, at least, almost like for a good comedy, at least every funny thing someone's going to laugh at. Yeah, it's crazy. There was so many silent moments in this movie. It was a funny movie, but... The non-funny parts that are meant to be funny stick out like a sore thumb, and it felt crazy. <laughs> the combination of actors, like we said on a previous episode, is odd. It really is. Comes out that way. They don't really have that much chemistry. Their chemistry seems forced. It seems like they were just thrown together to make a movie. Not that you would actually believe these people are friends in this predicament. I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan, but I don't ever think I want to see her lead a comedy again. Because she was one of the main culprits of the stuff that wasn't funny. Um, and then of course the whole movie is centered around an accidental murder but when the end of the movie comes in typical comedy fashion how they resolve the situation is so annoying <laughs> but in other comedies when they do something like that it's forgiven because the movie was funny and it was yeah. enjoyable enough where you can get over it for a movie like this when it happens at the end of the movie you like See, now I ain't can't let y'all get away with that because right. y'all didn't earn enough upkeep throughout the rest of the movie <laughs> to let this ending slide. So this movie, money-wise and quality-wise, will not be this year's Bad Moms. So right. they can kill that dream. And then lastly, watch 47 Meters Down starring Mandy Moore. That's already not a... <laughs> that already is very sci-fi-ish. <laughs> um... 
Let me just go through my notes real quick for this one. Her sister in the movie, who's the person she gets trapped underwater with, mm -hmm. is that type of friend who always gets you to do the bad stuff, tries to make it sound fun, and keeps begging you to do it. <laughs> and then you look at her like, you made me do this crap, and you knew it was, and, and I didn't want to do it, and you knew it was dangerous. That's that type of friend. She's the one that's going to accidentally get you murdered. She's going to be the type of friend that'd be that little devil on your shoulder. Um, throughout the whole movie, they was talking about like, you gotta, you gotta save your breathing or, you know, your air will run out. They were talking so much, breathing <laughs> so heavy throughout that whole movie, their air should have been, uh, ran out. Um, this ain't the type of movie you should fall asleep on, because I did fall asleep on it. And when I fell, <laughs> when I woke up, I wasn't sure which one was Mandy Moore's character and which one was the other person's character? Because they had the little mask on the whole time. <laughs> it was dark underwater. So I had no clue who, who was which, which was what. They sounded the same. So I was kind of confused. The effects in the movie, they actually weren't that bad for the most part. And it looked like this movie was meant to be in 3D, the way like how the camera would move to certain parts and how things were moving on the camera. So you could tell this movie was probably shot like 10 years ago in that era where 3D was real popping and whatnot. Uh -huh. Um... And then the end of the movie, <laughs> it does something where you're like, this ain't real. This is stupid. And then it tries to twist back to like, all right, now nah, I like that. And then it was like the director showed, showed like the, the producers and like the, the company that funded the movie, that cut of the movie. And they saw it and was like, no, change the ending because... We don't like this type of ending. So then that caused him to add another twist at the back end of the movie. And I was like, yep, I was about to get this movie. Like, <laughs> I didn't really like it necessarily up until that point. But I like it now that they did this twist. And I went to back to, nah, I ain't really rocking with that movie. Like that, <laughs> so that is 47 meters down for you. Now, I haven't looked at movie news uh, all day today. So I'm not sure if this is breaking news or not. But. Did you see the stuff about the Han Solo movie? Uh-uh. Phil Lord and Chris Miller went ahead and exited that film. <laughs> Just came across my phone. It will, directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller will no longer be directing the Han Solo spinoff film, announcing a statement from Lucasfilms. Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, said in a statement, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but it has become clear that we had different creative visions on this film, and we decided to part ways. A new director will be announced soon. Haven't they been shooting the movie? It looked like it. Donald Glover had his mustache. But then again, I've seen him at some concerts looking like regular Donald Glover. <laughs> So, <laughs> I thought they started shooting that movie when Black Panther started shooting. That's what it looked like. The directors also released a statement revealing, Unfortunately, our vision and process weren't aligned with our partners on this project. We normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences, but for once, this cliche is true. We are really proud of the amazing and world-class work of our cast and crew. They could have directed the other movies they were supposed to direct, but uh -huh. they had to drop out because they were busy working on this movie. And Some of them joined the movie because of the directors. Why would they... When you got a talented Yikes. people who have a nice backing like they do, like they show you they can make a quality film, why would they... See, that's when the Star Wars brand getting too bold. They're like, 
We know we could put out anything we want. People are probably gonna find it good. Oh, uh, this is a, reportedly the film still has at least three more weeks of shooting, having begun at the end of January. So is this another Justice League scenario? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Don't y'all go back and reach. What are they, this? Oh, this movie's gonna suck. Because yes. if the creative differences could come from writing, it could come from the way it looked. This thing going to look wild. Start uh, over. <laughs> cancel it. Move on. Oh, man. Hey, all these people, this movie looked like it had so much potential. Got a great cast. And at the end of the line, y'all have created different creative differences. So considering all of the rumors and controversies that surrounded Rogue One's or reshoots, the loss of its directors will certainly cause a number of challenges for the as-of-yet untitled Han Solo film. That's that's annoying. That's crazy. Well, guess we gonna guess we just gonna have to wait and see. I don't like that. <laughs> that's that is it's a little late for all for yeah. directors to be dropping out the movie about shot. It clearly it looked like Donald Glover I guess shaved his mustache, so he done moved on. Yeah, regular beard. <laughs> unless that's what they were gonna do, and then at the end of the movie, I just want a mustache or something, something <laughs> a little silly. Huh. Yeah, I'm not uh, too fond of this decision, but guess we're gonna see what else people gonna make of it. I already have, now I have a feeling the movie's gonna get pushed back. Uh huh. I don't even does it even have a date? I think it was supposed to come out next May. Yep. Cause where they ch- something like that. Usually, originally they said they was gonna do all the December's, but clearly December would make more sense. Cause if they not even done shooting the movie, they had to edit it, promote it. I mean, I guess they got a year. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. That's distru- that's disturbing. <laughs> All right, before we move into some more news, just got some uh, past episode reflections for the last two episodes since I didn't do episode 56 on last week's episode. So starting with episode 56, which I believe was called Wonder Woman and Steve. <laughs> First little uh, thing I noticed, we sound like Beavis and Butthead when we laugh sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Um... I believe you said CEA when you were trying to say CIA. <laughs> um, and then we, uh, when you were doing the brother, 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 or brother game, or brother game, and you said Bradley Cooper was going to play like a truck driver and he was going to gain all this weight and whatnot, and it was a romantic comedy. <laughs> that made me stop and think, like, would an actor ever actually gain weight for a romantic comedy? Because you see, like, people lose and gain weight yeah. for, like, these dramatic pieces. <laughs> so, like, do it for a comedy. <laughs> that is an interesting question. Oh, man. I wonder, is that really the only thing? Like, would somebody, would a comedy be that worth it for them to do it? That movie would have to make so much money. <laughs> that is, that's interesting. I mean, I guess you can kind of say Christian Bell did it because American yeah, Hustle yeah. was nominated for Best Comedy at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Best Comedy and Musical. Mm. Uh, also on that episode, I kept saying Sam Claflin when his name is actually Sam Caflin. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was funny that we were praising, that's when we started praising Ansel. But that episode right before that, he got punishment for his, <laughs> his, <laughs> his Billboard Award <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> So we really flip flopped on that Ansel, that Ansel train on a matter of episode. episode. Shout out to Ansel, because <laughs> it was just a prior week he was making jokes with the chain smokers, wilding to uh, share. Now he got a good. That, that I, forgot. <laughs> I forgot him 
head up into the sky, <laughs> swaying, singing some share songs. That dude was in love. So that's you see how things change over a week. Things change. They don't stay the same. Uh-uh. Mm, but you come on. Hey. Alright, moving on to episode fifty seven. Uh <laughs> what time what time uh it sounded like you said new mutants instead of new mutants. Uh, that's fire. <laughs> new mutants. <laughs> um and we already talked about off the mic how it sounded like you were talking from across the room. I don't know what was at going one on point. <laughs> I don't know. This is very weird. And we played Ansel's hit record two straight episodes. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Didn't realize it. Neither did I. <laughs> played it last week like it was fresh in our brains or something. Dang. And that's all I have. You got anything you want to uh, get into before we get into the topics for this week? You want to do the Teen Choice Award movie nominations? We going to save that for the end. Because there was some ones. <laughs> I just want to say... For best comedic actress, I didn't even see that. Gal Gadot. I I stopped at like the just sheer whole movies because what I saw was crazy. Let me. I just I just want to say one more uh, from that. Um, No, I'm just gonna say all the options for for that one. (laughs) Just so that is crazy. Choice. Comedy movie actress. There's one that was. There's literally probably one that was funny out of this. You got Alexandra Daddario, Baywatch. No. You got. <laughs> <laughs> you got Anna Kendrick, Table Nineteen. Oh, no one saw that movie, so how did I get nominated? Uh, Queen Ellen DeGeneres, Finding Dory. Okay. You got. These last three, <laughs> I'm still baffled by the first two. Are unbelievable. You got Gal Gadot keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> oh, it's it's not done. These next two are crazy as well. She got nominated twice. <laughs> you got for two different movies. You got Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> what movie she do? Please don't say <laughs> for Sandy Aunt Wexler. Wexler. <laughs> I can't. I haven't seen that movie, but I'm pretty sure it ain't worth it. This last one, choice comedy movie actress, <laughs> you have Tori Kelly for Sing. Tor- if you don't know who Tori Kelly is, she's the curly-haired mixed lady that's always singing at different award shows. Was she hilarious in this No. <laughs> <laughs> only thing I remember her from that part is being the only one who could actually, re- I mean, everybody could sing, but. She was the best of all because she's an actual singer. She played an elephant. The only thing that was funny about her character was, or whatever she was, she was something big, and it was just because she was big. It wasn't like she was actually funny. I need to say. Oh, my. I need to say one more. I just asked them to glance by. <laughs> Dang. Who did these awards? Who Cho- did these nominees? I'm only going to say one from this. Choice comedy movie actor, Ricky Garcia. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna get it me again. Let me compose myself. <laughs> I, I want to say it with a straight face without laughing. Choice comedy movie actor Ricky Garcia for Bigger Fatter Liar. <laughs> Is that a sequel? 
did they make a sequel to that movie? The movie that came out 20 years ago? <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> seen a movie called Bigger, Fatter, Liar, nor know who Ricky Garcia is. Well, I think it's solidified. We will definitely... Because <laughs> it was just going to be an option. <laughs> it is a bona fide fact now that we will be talking about this movie. Yikes. Or this topic I gotta later. look up Bigger, Fatter, Liars. Is this something the kids seen? Is that a big fat liar sequel? Bigger, fatter. Uh, it's probably gonna have Frankie Muniz in it too. He should have did it. <laughs> he could have been the liar. Frankie. Oh, this is a most definitely a. Hold up. I don't see a uh, Ricky Garcia in this movie. <laughs> he probably got like five scenes. Dang, I ain't even got a Wikipedia for this. I gotta find some other. The t- the teen choice. This is a jump. They was they wildin'. It came out April twenty fifth. No, it did. of this year. <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Teen Choice Awards are wildin'. They think it was t- originally called uh, Big Fat Liar too. Oh, so it was a sequel. I would rather that than Bigger, Fatter Liar. We will be watching this trailer. Ricky. Oh, <laughs> Uh, watch him probably play an older version of uh, Frankie Muniz's character. All right, let's play a game. Let's play the little IMDb game we always play when I start off at the b- bottom ten I, and I, I go I up. We got Amari Newton. Nope. Kevin O'Grady. Nope. Curtis Lum. Nope. Andrew Hur. Nope. Karen Holiness. Nope. April Tellick. Nope. Paul McGillian. Nope. Ricky Garcia. <laughs> Oh, bigger, fatter, liar. Yes, the top two build were Barry Bostwick and Jodell Furland. So, did this movie actually come out on like a DVD or a nah, let's maybe like on a crackle or something? I have no clue, but let me give you. We might like. we might have to add this to the list of movies that we watch on the podcast. You know, I like to always show you movie posters and brace yourself for this one. Who was a Hispanic? <laughs> Looked like she was on a Disney show. She really does. I thought it was uh, one of them ones that be on one of them ones. <laughs> right, I'm going to watch this trailer real quick. Like Jake Bryan or what is his name? Oh, yeah. It's every day, bro. <laughs> hey. You're going to be late for school. Practically out of the door. Lie. He's the liar. He's also a little <laughs> sassy, even. <laughs> this is the same plot of the other one, except for they switched it to game instead of what, movie script. Uh huh. He stole a game from him. <laughs> The first one was Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes. This one's Ricky Garcia and Jennifer Laudlow, or whatever her name was. They better not get together at the end, because that would be unbelievable. Oh, just like the first one with Paul Giamatti, his face gets messed up. They could have just remade Big Fat Liar if you were going to do all this stuff. I got nominated for it. I guess anybody can win surfboards nowadays. <laughs> Surfboard. Anyway. 
ways. Yeah, that is very, very... For even things you have low standards for, <laughs> somehow I've never seen somebody go below those standards the way the Teen Choice Awards did. But, like I said, we're going to approach this in full mm-hmm. later in the episode. That was just a little teaser, so stick around. Because that was something I could not hold back. That was that was wild. All right, so let's get into the topics for this week's episode. So you know, like we always got to do whenever there's an update with Jumanji. We <laughs> Jumanji. We got to bring Jumanji, it to the forefront, Jumanji or update. as this movie is called, of course, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. So they revealed the connection that this movie has with the original Jumanji, a.k.a. Uh, what's his name? What's that dude's name? Robin Williams. Oh, I was like, I know you ain't talking about Robin Williams. <laughs> I was blanking. But Jack Black uh, in an interview said... We're exploring this jungle and trying to conquer the game. It's life or death. But while we're there, we find clues left behind by Robin Williams' character, Alan Parrish. He built up a full-blown jungle house, similar Uh. to a Swiss Family Robinson situation. It's like he's there helping us without actually being there. And then, went on to say, in the original, you never get to see the inside world. But this one takes place primarily inside the jungle of Jumanji. That's the coolest part of the film. We're able to transport the audience to that secret and wondrous land with the danger and the beauty. I open the floor up to you. What do you feel about this new tidbit of information that we just learned about your most anticipated movie in nah, 2017? It feels like they made it up after they saw Backlash. They're like, uh-oh, we got to connect this. <laughs> All right, so uh, Robin Williams built a treehouse. And... <laughs> This is where they're going to be living at. There's nothing. There's literally nothing they can say to me right now that make me super excited to think this movie's going to be good. I just like how the movie is a video game. The original was a board game. <sighs> Somehow, this life that was in the board game is in a w- video game. <laughs> I hope they explain that transition with Alex Wolf. Moly, 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 mo. So maybe like. Maybe it's kind of like The Ring, how those videos was like. And that's not really a good um, <laughs> thing to base your project <laughs> on. Somebody took the board game and somehow maneuvered it to hook up into a video game of that some sort. Makes, that's just bananas. So we can say that that made you even happier about the direction the movie's going in. I can, nah. Oops. Jason Kidd clone. All right. Well, okay. If you, if you say so. This is literally the same draft combine episode they showed earlier today from a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. We ain't got nothing else to show. TV must get it together. <laughs> <laughs> when this basketball season, oh, wait till the draft is over with. They don't have nothing to do until summer league starts. And then when summer league starts, they're gonna be showing games over <laughs> and over again. All right. So before I move on to another topic, you got something you want to throw out there? Uh, nothing I can think of off top. All right, so let's move on to freestyling. Let's move on to something that kind of spun off uh, what we were mentioning earlier with Transformers. So this Bumblebee movie got some more (laughs) got some more tidbit of information that dropped out about it. Um, The movie will take place in the eighties. What else did I read? so, um, the Bumblebee movie will feature less Autobots and Decepticons. That's, that would be figured. 
It's going to be spotlighted mainly on Bumblebee, and the tone is going to be geared more towards the younger audience set in the 80s with the already Haley Steinfeld starring as a tomboy who has a job as a mechanic after school. That's their same role, I feel like. And they said the movie's going to be trying to also be in the vein of Iron Giant. <laughs> so. I mean, if you ain't got Vinny D, then you might as well not. <laughs> Vin Diesel should play Bumblebee. I mean, he is a voice actor extraordinaire, so he could do all the like the little radio clips Dang. and stuff of Bumblebee. <laughs> so it all will be sweet. So with all that said, does this Bumblebee movie give you a Monster Trucks vibe? <laughs> Not as much as it could, but it, if they keep it basic, keep it nah, kind of. No, not it got more of a. It's in that vein of. The Monster Trucks, Max Steel. Uh, I bet that's exactly what that writing's room, writer's room was going for when they came up with this idea. <laughs> but it, I feel like this has the potential to be better than those or more humorous if they don't oversaturate with actors and actresses in it and focus on Haley Steinfeld and Bumblebee doing stuff. Maybe she'll even be a wit wiki. She'll be <laughs> the mom or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see this movie playing out any different than what the first Transformers did. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking it's going to be. It's, I can picture it. She has this car. She starts working on it. Figures out it's a Transformer. That's very monster trucky. <laughs> and then she has to, st- and they become friends, of course. So she has to stop this truck from being captured by the government or whoever wants this car that shouldn't be a Transformer around. I don't see any any other way this plot goes. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be like a big budget Monster Trucks movie, even though Big Monster Trucks was already a big budget movie on its own. <laughs> but quickly uh, moving away from that. Now, Sony came out this past week with the. Oh, uh, yeah, thank uh, goodness. <laughs> first, they said they had the idea to release clean versions of movies. And then they came, and then they saw the backlash from the directors <laughs> of the movies they were talking about releasing clean. And then they quickly veered away from that idea. But I just want to mention some of the movies that they were going to release clean versions as once my phone decides to load up. I know one of them was Step Brothers. Yes. <laughs> Another one was Talladega Nights. <sighs> um, what Judd Apatow movie were they trying to, was it Knocked Up? <laughs> Hold on. If my phone is stop acting like a jerk, click on that. Alright. Um, it was yeah, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, which is PG thirteen, so that was odd. Um <laughs> This one really got me. Sam Remy and Mark's Web Mark Webb Spider Man movies were gonna be released clean. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no clue. Take out the one cuss word that's in some of them, <laughs> and take some of the blood out—the very loose amount yeah. of loose amount of blood that was used. Also on that list, Captain Phillips. Yeah, that's the, that's the Tom Hanks movie where he's oh, like, man. <laughs> was kidnapped by those uh, Somali pirates. Yeah, the dudes with no teeth. Uh, <laughs> Moneyball. What the heck? <laughs> Ghostbusters. It is my favorite. The original or the ladies. Uh, well, guess the ladies. <laughs> it is my favorite one. Goosebumps. <laughs> now, how you gonna Goosebumps clean that movie up? 
was it too scary for kids that they got to clean that uh, up? P- isn't that movie PG? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wanted that movie to be G. <laughs> what was they going to do? <laughs> they weren't satisfied with it just being a regular family movie. I ain't never seen. Yo, can I get a clean version of a PG movie? <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> that movie must have a lot of close to cuss words in it. Oh, my gosh. Whew. So they were planning on releasing these on iTunes, Vudu, and Fandango now when a customer purchased uh, these movies in their original form. I guess these would come with it. And yeah, so the 40-year-old Virgin knocked up and Trainwreck were probably also going to be on there. Uh. And uh, so Judd Apatow had a problem with this. I don't blame him. Uh, let me see if... This is how prepared I come. Uh, he tweeted out, this is absolute bull. And stupid ad, and Sony <laughs> and Sony Pictures are going to get. Yeah, he was just basically saying because he, you know, kept cussing throughout this, but he kept saying that, or he was basically saying that they should not clean up a director's movie without his consent and releasing it to the public without their consent. Like you're basically chopping up their vision. Yeah. So, and then of course Sony came out and said, "And hey, we ain't doing that no more." guess they didn't like that backlash it was too <laughs> crazy but are you down with the idea of clean mo- versions of movies being released no i mean the only reason they need to clean it up is for tbs and tnt and fx but other than that hmm, there ain't no reason to see back in the day i had the idea and i was saying i might have said it on the podcast i feel like they should have did it but i don't know if just like going out or not talking to the directors about it would be the right thing to do. But then at the same time, I don't know if it really shouldn't matter because it's not like if if they're like pairing it up with the original movie instead of selling it separately. Yeah. That's not really like making money off like they're a chopped up version of their vision. It's just like to give people who ain't trying to see all that, let them see the movie. But then at the same time, like clean music and clean movies is different i don't i hate watching clean movies on tv it drives me insane you watch Uh, the original is that is that unplugged we got some audio funnies cello the static yeah nope let me pause this Am I loud enough? My mic sounds weird, but I'm going to keep recording, and we're back now. We're uh. back now. So, of course, it wouldn't be an episode without technical difficulties, because we the real ones around here. But It's yes. a fact that you probably can't hear me right now, so <laughs> I'm going to be all up on the mic, pause, all up on the mic, pause. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just saying that. Uh, music and movies are different when it comes to clean versions. Clean versions of music you can kind of handle, unless it's like an Eminem album, like in its <laughs> heyday. Then that's impossible. But you, uh, yeah. and I guess, and it doesn't really change like the quality of music. But when you clean up a movie, you like you take the cussing out, you take like some of the fight scenes out, some of the you know more adult oriented stuff, and they might clip scenes and stuff where it doesn't make sense and you don't get the full plot of the movie because one of those scenes might have to be cut to be clean 
So I ain't really down with that, and I think stuff like Goosebumps and Spider-Man, it's almost pointless to clean those movies out. It really is. Like, if, you clean it up, if you're showing this movie to somebody who you want to see, but you want it cleaned up, then they really shouldn't be much watching movies in, because it don't get any friendlier than that. Y'all can't clean up Goosebumps. <laughs> nah. Not with Kung Fu Kenny's verse. Who has another funny verse on Superbell? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in Detroit July something something. Pray for us. <laughs> Pray for me. There's goosebumps every time. Nah, I like this version better. Talk to him, party. You too, Jeremiah. <laughs> He'll always uh, up the tempo on a song. Hey. I want to know what's going on with the microphone cords and why I can't be heard and why I got to scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> oh, man, but yes. So, to end off this topic, I was for clean movies. I don't necessarily see the problem with them when used correctly. But everything got to be going on the right way because, like, I don't see really the point of you going out of your way to make a clean version of the movie. You just wait to see it on TV. And you ain't for it. These directors ain't for it. So, they cut that cord real quick. All right. So... Now, before we move on to the punishment segment, I had three candidates <laughs> for punishment, but there was some revealing of news earlier in the episode <laughs> that made that choice very clear. So I'm going to list the two candidates in topic form now. This person was very close. He was probably going to get it. His name is John Landis. This past week... He was quoted for critiquing Marvel movies, but saying that he likes Wonder Woman. And his quote was, I'm just truthfully bored blank or bleep with the Marvel Universe right now. All the superhero movies tend to be interchangeable. You always have these mass destruction of cities and huge computer-generated extravaganzas to the point where you can't—you could take a reel from any of the Marvel superhero movies and put it in the others and nobody would notice. They're very well made. It's just they're the same thing over and over again. But I, but I don't know. People are showing up. One of the reasons Wonder Woman has been received so well by the critics is that it doesn't destroy cities. Laughs. Even the superhero stuff is on a very human scale. It's the gods. We're not seeing skyscrapers tumbling. And he laughs again. So basically, he just doo-dooed on Marvel because he says they're all the same. Everything happens leading up to a city being destroyed. And Wonder Woman is not like that because it's more human and it doesn't destroy stuff. Now, Marvel bias. So, of course, I got a problem with this. But what is your problem with what he said? Or if you have a problem with it. You just hating. Ain't no need to you ain't got any way to comment on Marvel movies. Just because he probably can't make one or they ain't all the same. And even if they are, they enjoy every last <laughs> one of them. And they're changing lately. Yeah. And actually they're not all they're really city not. destroying. 
You got Iron Man. They didn't destroy cities in that. That was that was very. They really only destroy cities when they all get together. <laughs> <laughs> they they a problem as a team. Yeah, they destroyed the city in Avengers. They destroyed it in Avengers too. Um, I guess Winter Soldier just very much put some destruction on the city yeah, they were in. The city. Um, I guess Doctor Strange did it away, but then it reversed it. Uh huh. Um, the oh, inc- back in reverse. Incredible Hulk, I guess it put some stress on the city. <laughs> Thor, the first one, the gorgeous. <laughs> I meant to uh, pull that movie up on my fire stick and record that one scene just to make sure I wasn't tripping. <laughs> but the first Thor, that town was very small, so that doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> the Dark World, they was jumping in between like different dimensions, so I wouldn't count that one. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Yeah, that wasn't on Earth. Uh, the second one, they were on a planet. Um, Iron Man 2. I guess they did some destruction to a, a city. Bit. A little bit. Uh, the, the, the third one, they didn't destroy a city. It was like a little a dock or like a ship area or some sorts. Yeah. And, now, this is destroying the city. What is this? Transformers. Which one? The first one? I Oh yeah, the first yeah, one and the, the second one. one destroy cities. That's a fact. Uh, the first one and the third one. Hey, if y'all want to watch Transformers on TNT, be prepared to sit there for three hours. <laughs> From six to nine. If they was to show this on BET, that's a five hours right there. Because <laughs> they can stretch a movie. Dang, a BET blackbuster. <laughs> we went with that. But what else? Uh, the first Captain America? No, oh, they have a marathon. They have a marathon. <laughs> this is Dark of the Moon. What's this, two? Last one. Uh, three. Yeah, Last sorry, one third one. The Shia's. Yeah, the Shia series. Shout out to Shia. The crazy man. Well, yeah, Shia. Make I mean, a regular movie. He's probably walking the streets looking like a homeless person. Screaming at people. So he's captain of the first Captain America. They don't destroy cities. The second one they did. The third one they don't. Nope. They destroy airport. And then they have a nice little uh, intimate fight. Am I missing anything? Ant-Man. Ant-Man, they don't destroy a city. They're in a bedroom. <laughs> uh, is that all the movies? Uh, There's two Thors, three Captain Americas, two Avengers, one Doctor Strange, one Ant-Man, two Guardians of the Galaxies, three Iron Mans. I think that's, that's it. it. So, yeah, so not all of them do that. They all changing of late. So, these he's just being generic. And Wonder Woman had one of the most ridiculous scenes I've ever seen in my entire life with that last fight scene. I don't care if it happened in a small area. The special effects were wild. Uh-huh. And once again, here goes the overpraise of Wonder Woman. And I was reading that she might have only made $300,000 for that movie. Uh, yeah, I read that. I mean, to, to John Boyega and uh, what's yeah, the man, they probably like, dang. That's the big buck. Because <laughs> then they had to read. How much did she get for Batman versus Superman? I think they said she made that. For, she's making that for all three of the movies. Like, each one gets $300,000 up front. Because they had to come back and say, because at first it was like, Henry Cavill made $14 million for Man of Steel. But I guess that came after like all his bonuses and stuff. 
Which is a lot of money for... That's way too much for Henry Cavill to be that rich. Yeah, Yeah, for that being his, like, first big, big movie. Besides, uh, the... What's that one? Yeah, there you go. That movie was real good. (laughs) Back then. I don't know about now. Um, I got the 3D version with the glizzy ass. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but just thinking... Put it in perspective, Robert Downey Jr. made $50 million for the Avengers. Wow. Scarlett Johansson and Samuel Jackson made like 2 to $3 million around there. Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner made less. If I was Robert Downey Jr., I would have come up big boy stunting in there. $50 million. He almost made $50 million more million than all of them. That is crazy. Yikes. If I'd be like, yo, I respect you, but I ain't doing this movie. Uh-huh. If I'm gonna be doing maybe more work than you, I'm actually doing stunts. Uh-huh. You sit by, you sit in front of a screen, and talk when you get in your suit. She got potentially three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's wild. If I was her, I'm going back and restructuring my contract because uh-huh. clearly I'm the face of this franchise now. <laughs> it ain't Henry Cavill. I'd be like, Ben Affleck ain't motivated. <laughs> Uh, Ezra Miller is Ezra Miller. Yeah, he's very weird. I don't. I hate on that movie poster where everybody's trying to look tough, and he has a little smirk on his face, <laughs> little Ezra smirk. I guess they trying to make sure he's like the comedy relief. I don't want that. I just want y'all to make it good. All right, so John Landis, you dodged the punishment segment or being on punishment this week <laughs> barely. Here's another person who was almost on punishment. His name is Tom Cruise. Cruzy Cruz. Because reportedly, he took over the mummy during and post-production. Like, he changed the script. He was telling the director what to do. (laughs) He was, and he just made a bunch of changes during and in post-production. So he might be the cause of why the movie turned out to be at a now 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. Booty. So, I mean, the movie made a bunch of money overseas. But over here, and I think I just read it might lose like $95 million when it all push comes to shove. Jeez. So with that said, if you were them, would you still have confidence in this franchise? Would you go ahead with the second movie? I mean, y'all can do the second one. You already got everything set up, but uh, the confidence will be very low. If that movie's bombed too, would you go ahead with a third one? Nope. Because you already got Johnny Depp playing the Invisible Man. And you got Javier Bardem or whatever playing. I forget who's playing. So you, if the, the next one sucked critically and financially. you got to give it up. But they made a logo, though. They've got to get sued and lose that logo, so. <laughs> all right. I need you to rank all the universes real quick for me that we got going. Got Marvel number one. Okay. Lego number two. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> let me listen. Let me listen. You got Marvel, the Conjuring Universe, mm. the Monsterverse. That's what Godzilla and King Kong. You got the Dark Universe. Yes. You got the Lego Universe. You got DC. And DC. And I'm pretty sure there's another one out there that's struggling to get up past his first movie. We'll just roll with those. I'm going Marvel, Conjuring. That's a fact. Lego. <laughs> Uh, what was that one we said? Uh, Monster, Dark, DC. Monster? <laughs> DC, 
than dark. Because Conjuring uh, just added that they're going to make that movie of a crazy, whatever that. Yep. So that's what I asked for, and that's what they give the fans. And the early like reviews from this Annabelle sequel saying this is the first good spinoff it has. See? And there's only been one spinoff so far, so... I don't know what that means. <laughs> so basically, they're saying they're three for four right now. If the reviews come back as good as the early stuff says, so you went that way. I'll go Marvel, Conjuring. I might then Lego, uh-huh. DC, only because technically they movies make money. Oh yeah, but they not liked. <laughs> <laughs> then the Monster Universe. Because Godzilla was good. It made a decent amount of money. King Kong, I don't know if that made a decent amount of money. And it, the quality dropped off. But I like where they're going. And then I would put... The, dark. Yeah, crap universe at the bottom. Yeah, so we only got one switched around. So, whew, yes. This sat when the Conjuring universe might arguably be the second uh-huh. best universe out there. I mean, when the Fast and the Furious starts making its like sequels and yeah, stuff, then, then that could be counted. Fast universe, but we ain't there yet necessarily. Or you got your your um in the making boot a bootleg Marvel universe that Sony's putting together. Oh yeah. You or s- the uh, Hasbro universe with the Transformers and the GI Joes yeah. and the Scribblenauts <laughs> or whatever they were talking about. <laughs> yep. Bumblebee. Y'all need... Uh, there's gonna, yeah, the Transformers universe is coming up. But the way this... Let me refresh my page, see if the 13 has slipped back down to 10 or something. <laughs> we are sitting at... Oh, okay! 15% is going up. Yikes. But that's still not good. Yeah. So if this is y'all's big head honcho, y'all got some explaining to do. But, um... What was I about to say? Crap! Oh, yeah, did you see that... What's her name? That chick who uh, used to run Sony or whatever. When her and Kevin Feig, Fage, or Figgy, whatever his name is. <laughs> when he made that uh, face. That confused face when they asked like, him, her about <laughs> um, the the Marvel Spider-Man and the little share. If that's going to connect with uh-huh. the Marvel Universe Sony was doing. She said they're adjunct or whatever. Basically saying they're going to be in the same world just at different times. Kevin, and just before that, Kevin Feig, Fage, whatever his name is, said, no, they're not. <laughs> so when she said that in that interview, yeah, looked at her over. crazy. That scares me. That makes me think, we're, once this Spider-Man comes out and they make a bunch of money, we things are going to sp- change. We're going to lose Spider-Man. <laughs> things are and going to change. if I'm part of Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I'd have invested a lot of hours of my day uh-huh. in there. So that's just some, that's something to look out for because Sony going Sony eventually just like Dan Gilbert is going to Dan Gilbert. <laughs> that negativity is always going to come back around. All right. So before we move on to this punishment segment, you got anything else you want to touch on? Nope. That's it. I'm just ready to read <laughs> off these Teen Choice Awards. All right. Nah, so I'm... as we've um, evid- er, obviously been stating, punishment for this week is going to the Teen Choice Awards because of the nominations that they have released today. They're ridiculous. Now, before we get into it, I want to say the movie that has been nominated the most 
is Triple X the return of Xander Cage? Which term we can Triple X four. Three. Uh, yeah, four. <laughs> which is fine because it made a bunch of money overseas. It made nothing over here, which is sad. As the villain. <laughs> All right, now we're going to read through these nominations and everybody make that huh face as we read these. First up, we got Choice Action Movie. Hashtag Choice Action Movie. We got Logan. Mm-hmm, that makes sense. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead yeah. Man Tell No Tales. No. The Fate of the Furious. Right. Transformers The Last Night. Movie that hasn't came out yet. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Who I- you rolling with? <laughs> this ain't gotta be who you think gonna win. Just uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah we definitely gonna have to come back and do the yeah, predictions we'll do for this. this Off my cuff, Logan. Okay, Logan or Fate of the Furious. Oh yeah, best. I'm just yeah, my uh, movie wise, I'm just gonna go with Logan. Huh. All right, so then that brings us to choice movie actor. You got. I can't even say this young man's name. Britton to Waits, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh god! Of okay, I was about to say is at least Johnny Depp nominated this. If anybody from that movie gonna be nominated, <laughs> Chris Pine, Wonder Woman, Dwayne Johnson, The Fate of the Furious, Hugh Jackman, Logan, Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean, Vin Diesel, Fate of the Furious, comma Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. If Vin Diesel don't win this with two nominations, that's sad. <laughs> Dang, I got it on your show <laughs> by he, accident. He, he, yeah, trying to spoil P double L for me. Dang. Oh, man. Dang, it's coming to an end. Finally. (laughs) All right, so we move on to choice action movie actress. We got Deepika Padadukun Dukon from Triple X. You got Gal Gadot. Who that? (laughs) I don't know. Deepika. You got Gal Gadot from Wonder Woman. What does she play? (laughs) You got Kaya. Scoladelro from Pirates of the Caribbean. You got Michelle Rodriguez from Fate of the Furious. You got Nina Dobrev from Triple X. And you got Ruby Rose from Triple X. That's three women (laughs) from one movie. I never want to see Nina Dobrev (laughs) nominated for anything. That just looks crazy. Oh, man. I mean, who the most actiony out of them ladies? Cal Gadot, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I would have, yeah, toss it between her and Michelle Rodriguez, Rodriguez. but I know none of them are going to win. Maybe, Uh I mean, Cal Gadot might, but. All right, so we're going to move on to choice sci-fi movie. Hashtag choice sci-fi movie. Arrival. Guardians of the Galaxy. No teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Kong Skull Island. Power Rangers. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. And... The space between us. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm going with Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. That's wild. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go over to choice sci-fi movie actor. <laughs> oh, why <laughs> split it up? <laughs> you got Asa Butterfield, <laughs> The Space Between Us. You got Chris Pratt, The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You got Daiquiri Montgomery, Power Rangers, Diego Luna, Rogue One. Jeremy Renner, Arrival, and Tom Hiddleston, Kong, Skull Island. This is Chris Pratt. <laughs> so let's go over to sci-fi movie Actress. Amy oh Adams, Arrival, 
Becky G, <laughs> Becky G, Power Rangers, Brie Larson, Kong, Skull Island, Felicity Jones, Rogue One, <laughs> Naomi Scott, Power Two. Rangers, <laughs> Zoe Saldana, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, Becky G. <laughs> uh, Felicity Jones without trying to think about it. I mean, I would go for Amy Adams, but I'm trying to partly think of what these losers are going to vote for. And this seems to be something different from sci-fi. As you would say, fantastical. Choice fantastical movie. Beauty and the Beast. Doctor Strange. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. And Moana. Why do I feel like Peculiar... Fantasy? Fantasy. Y'all ain't got got no animated category? (laughs) Why do I feel like Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children came out two years ago? It really does, and it feels like Johnny Depp was involved, (laughs) but I know it's not. I mean, he might have made a cameo. I ain't seen the movie. Uh, Oh, female Johnny Depp, a.k.a. uh, Oh, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Sin City 2. Yeah, (laughs) whatever her name is. Um, Alright, for that, I got a... I mean, I feel like Beauty and the Beast is going to win. Yeah. So we can go on to over to Choice Fantasy Movie Actor. Your Mr. Boy. Nominated two times. <laughs> Asa Butterfield. Two times. Benedict Cumberbatch. Dan Stevens for Beauty and the Beast. Dwayne Johnson for Moana. And Eddie Redmayne, a.k.a. Head to the Shoulder. <laughs> Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Dwayne. We move on to Choice Fantasy Movie Actress. Alula Kalakravalulu for Moana. <laughs> Emma Watson for Beauty and the Beast. Ava Green was her name for Miss Peregrine's yeah, yeah, yeah. Home for Peculiar Children. <laughs> Catherine Watterson for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And Rachel McAdams for Doctor Strange. Take Rachel McAdams out because she really contributed absolutely nothing, really. <laughs> That's Emma Shout Watson. Shout out to the Land Before Time. Which um, one is this, 15? Let's see. I'm going to hit this info button. Oh, this is the first one. Um, this no, wait, is a no, it's television not. program. Oh, I was about to say, there's no way the first one came out in 2007. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 5, The Mysterious Tooth Crisis. I'm over it. <laughs> Choice drama movie. Before I Fall, No Thank You. Everything, Everything, Had No Interest. Gifted, Huh? <laughs> Hidden Figures, The Edge of 17. That's and, a drama? <laughs> and The Shack. This list has all the movies I've been meaning to take my mom to go see, but haven't. <laughs> this is Hidden Figures, if I've ever seen a clean sweep. Now, I can't wait to name the actors in this one. Choice drama actor, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Chris, Ab- <laughs> Chris, Chris Evans for Gifted. Keanu Lawley for Before I Fall. Nick that? Robinson for Everything, Everything. And Taylor Lautner for... <laughs> For Run the Tide. He's done something else besides the Adam Sandler movie of recent. <laughs> what is Run the Tide? And it's, who is Taylor Lautner? That's Run the Jewels for white people. A surf movie about stealing surfboards stolen the wolf boy from <laughs> from Twilight. And the chunky dum-dum <laughs> from Adam Sandler movie. As well as Ken Lowley. There was dudes in that movie. There wasn't a dude that was in the movie enough for him to be nominated. He's gonna be at the. He's gonna be so happy to be at an award show. Uh, he's gonna be in the back. <laughs> uh, uh, that. Well. I mean, Andrew Garfield, I guess, but that's not who's gonna win. <laughs> uh, okay, choice drama movie actress 
I'm a Dalla Stenberg for everything, everything. That sounds like a Star Wars name. <laughs> Emma Watson, Haley Steinfeld, Taraji P. Henson, and Zoe Dooch. Taraji P. might mess around and win this. Now, this next one's just our choice comedy movie. Cars 3. <laughs> it's, not, it's not out. It doesn't look particularly funny. <laughs> Do they finalize these nominations and then push the, but- the go button immediately? Finding Dory. Keeping up with the Joneses. No. Was that hilarious? To no. <laughs> Table was... 19. This is a teen movie they love. The Lego Batman movie. There's so many comedies <laughs> that came out that... Keeping up with the Joneses <laughs> didn't get funny till Se- halfway through the movie. Several nominations. <laughs> Table 19. <laughs> Table 19 is unbelievable. Choice comedy movie actor. Dwayne Johnson for Baywatch. Owen Wilson for Cars 3. Oh, my gosh. Ricky Garcia for Bigger, Fatter, Liar. Will Arnett for the Lego Batman movie. Zac Efron for Baywatch. And Zach Galifianakis for Keeping Up with the Joneses. This, honestly, is a very tough category. If we keeping it funky, <laughs> I mean, of course, Will Arnett should win it. But Zach Galifianakis is a close second because he was maybe the only funny part of that movie. Then followed by Ricky Garcia. What did they know? Really, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Darcia did something a little strange for... A little piece of change. Because <laughs> there ain't no reason. And then I'll just wrap it up with what I already read earlier. Best choice comedy actress, Alexander Daddario for Baywatch. I'm a fan, but Lord Jesus. And a Kendrick for Table 19. You know how many bombs have been nominated? <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres for Finding Dory. Gal Gadot for Keeping Up with the Joneses. She was funnier in Wonder Woman. <laughs> that one boat scene and that one scene where she was walking, trying to touch the baby and whatnot. Oh, yeah. That was funnier. Jennifer Hudson for Sandy Wexler. And Tori Kelly for Sing. I thought I was disgusted with the MTV Movie and TV Awards. This is crazy. This is gross. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to scroll down um, the TV. Ch- the yeah, that's TV what I'm awards doing right now. Is just to see if anything crazy pops out. I mean, Bella Thorne was nominated for her. I'm pretty sure will get canceled. Famous yeah. in Love, which I watched. The whole. Let me let me read this. <laughs> <laughs> Choice drama TV actress. Your nominees are Ashley Benson, Pretty Little Liars, Bella Thorne, Famous in Love, uh-huh. Lucy Hale, Pretty, Pretty Little, Little Liars. Liars, Sasha Petirsi, Pretty, Pretty Little Liars. Liars. Shay Mitchell, Pretty Little Liars, and last but not least, Trian Belisario for Pretty Little Liars. That's that. bananas. <laughs> That's crazy. Let them go up as a crew then, because right. dang, it, Bella Thorne will be feeling salty. Uh-huh, she's like, dang, if I beat all y'all, y'all suck. Anything else standing out besides Shadowhunters getting nominated too many times? <laughs> um, I think I saw a show that I never heard of. So, <laughs> where was that at? Dang, I don't see it no more. Um, dang, uh, what's his name? Damon Wayans didn't get nominated for Lethal Weapon, but Clayne Crawford did, which is fine because he was great in that show. Choice comedy TV show, Baby Daddy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Fuller House, Jane the Virgin, oh, One Day at a Time, and, and Young, and, Young Hungry. and Hungry. That's two shows from, what channel was that, Freeform? Nope. What is One Day at a Time? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, Andy Samberg's nominated. Yep, yep. 
dude from Baby Daddy. Oh, Candace Cameron Blue, whatever her name is from Full House got nominated. If Emma Roberts don't win that, then it's a shame. Um, let's look at the the animated TV shows. You got Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, Gravity Falls, Rick and Morty, Sonic Boom, and Steven Universe. Reality TV shows. Okay. They nominate a throwback TV show. You got Buffy, Fresh Prince, One Tree Hill, <laughs> Sister Sister, The OC, and Veronica Mars. Is that a one-off? That better not be a nomination every year. Lord. And then you got the TV personality. They better not jip Ellen again like they did at the MTV. You got Anthony Anderson, Blake Shelton, Ellen, James Corden, Jimmy Fallon. The thousands of shows Steve Harvey has. He couldn't he get five, I think. He couldn't get one nomination. Yikes. All right, that goes without saying that. Anyways. For th- those nominees... Teen Choice Awards, you are on punishment. Y'all get the toilet. Go sit in the corner. You know what? Come Edgar music should be the new punishment. <laughs> <laughs> they go sit in the corner and come out a different list. Because that was unacceptable. A no, movie that hasn't came out yet? Hey. Hey. Third hey. time was the charm. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's that feel good music. You listen to this when you pulling up to the movie theater about to go see Baby Driver next uh-huh. weekend. I really should be having this bumping for the 15 minutes of the theater. Let's Talk go. to him. He's going to have to cut us a check for this promo. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to get Ansel on the podcast. I'm going to try very hard. Yeah. If I have to change it to the Leo B. Elgar podcast, I'll do <laughs> and it. Delete all the episodes off. Yeah, like, you ain't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. Hey, shout out to Ansel. All right. Also, um, shout out to Slim Jesus who put out an album. I saw that and I was, I was, I was just I, thinking about you recently. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my phone. <laughs> Like, with all these white rappers coming around, I was like, what's Slim Jesus up to? Alright, so moving away from the Teen Choice Awards getting one of the most obvious punishments to ever be received, let's move on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment. So, originally, we was going to do Transformers the last night, but as you can see, that is now, as we currently record this, is sitting at a now 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. I got a 12 so we have conflicting <laughs> Conflicting bad reports It went 11, 10, 12, 15, 16 12 <laughs> Oh, I got a 17 now Okay, that thing might move up to 20 something That's still bad They have a consensus What's It the- starts off with a word I can't say <laughs> I don't know how to say Cacophonous Okay, that sounds made up. Thinly plotted and boasting state-of-the-art special effects. The last night is pretty much what you expect from the fifth installment of the Transformers franchise. Okay, that's that's positive. Hmm. All right, so that leaves us with no movie for this upcoming weekend. Okay. But it'll push us to next weekend. Push the, us to the limit. The only movie without a score on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Not Despicable Me 3, which is at 89%. Not Baby Driver, which is still at 100%. Jeez. Not Akya, that new movie from the dude who did Snowpiercer that's going to oh, be yeah. on Netflix. 
That's at 84%, which has my boy Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Jake Gyllenhaal. It is The House, starring Will Ferrell and oh, yeah. Amy Poehler. So, <laughs> what score are you giving The House? Oh, wait, before we do that, let me resolve the last couple movies oh, yeah. that we have done. Let me. Uh, so, while you're doing that, you can think of what bad score you're going to give The House. So, last few movies we did Rotten Tomato scores for. Mind you, the the score is eleven to nine. I'm up right now. Will things change? We'll see. Oh my gosh! All right. So first up, all eyes on me. Come on. So low. (laughs) (laughs) I uh the score on Rotten Tomatoes as we speak is twenty percent. Lord. I jumped out the window. It said sixty three percent. I regretted it when I said originally I had thirty six percent and I switched it to sixty three. <laughs> I was feeling froggy and I decided to leap. You guessed forty three percent, which gave you the victory for that one. I was wilding. Sixty three percent. That's insane. Which now puts my lead to one. Will you tie it up? Let's see. Next, we did Rough House. Nope, Rough Night. <laughs> I was say, I don't recall doing that movie. That sounds like a night. That sounds like, like, sound like a movie they was building around Ronda Rousey when she was popular. Was that? What is that movie she doing? Rough House. Oh, Rough I hope House. she's not still doing that. R.I.P. Uh, Prodigy. Ghost. <laughs> yeah, Prodigy 2 was Ghost Boy. Patrick Swayze yeah, there you go. disrespected by being called Ghost Boy. My Ghost Man. <laughs> R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. They should make a Ghost Man movie. That sounds like something that's been made. Ghost Dad starring Bis- If the glove don't fit, <laughs> you must quit. Cosby. Woo! Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up, up in, in here, here. Up, up in here. here. Y'all gonna make me go out. Up, up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Up in here. Y'all gonna make me lose my cool. Up in here, up in here. Up in here. Because it's gonna be quick. Up in here. Woo! Shout out to DMX. Darkman X. Alright, so it was rough night I was trying to say earlier. We get so distracted. By the way, we were ending the episode, and it was at the 48-minute mark, and it is now 121. What? (laughs) I I caramba. But, uh, Jesus. All right, so Rough Night right now is sitting at a 48%. I guessed 41%. You guessed 45%. Yes! So that leaves us now tied. You with the comeback. Yes. Now these are just about to get tight. This laces. <laughs> you know what? That's, that deser- that's deserving that of was... a sound effect. <laughs> I, that left me speechless. <laughs> that's deserving of a sound <laughs> That was... 
secret admirer. Ugh. I had to put my phone down because I'm going to drop it. That was awful. was flames. That was awful. Johnny Storm. Uh. Dang, I just keep going and going and going. Uh. Energizer Bunny. Yuck. <laughs> Anywho. Franklin. Shell. Taco. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Jumped the gun. Jumped the gun. That's, dang, that turns into a that's a serious over the head. Oh. That just went from a normal progression to racist. Dang, I can't even can't even say my. Puss in boots. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> That's, uh, you know I ain't ate dinner yet. <laughs> My mind is zooming. Yikes. All right, it's time to speed this along. All right, so for the house, what is your prediction for that movie? I'm going to go kind of high and say 53%. 53%? All right. I'm going to counter that. I'm going to go low. I'm going to go... 23%. That's very low, but I can picture this movie being hated. I hope not. I hope it's funny. I'm a Will Ferrell fan, but I can picture this movie being hated. Who got traded? One of you boys. Kevin Love. Miles Plumley. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Bellinelli. Miles Plumley is being shipped and around the, the world. Number 41 pick is traded to the Atlanta Hawks for the number 31 pick and Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Howard got moved for nothing. Crazy, and Dwight Howard got traded for a Plumley. <laughs> I told you Miles Plumley is good. The Hawks ho- gave up. Both teams just. Oh, well, everybody's shooting for the lottery now. They trying to build towards. That wasn't even on. People are going crazy, and I just read Jimmy Butler wants to stay with the Bulls. This is the most back and forth human I've ever seen. <laughs> Why would you want to stay with the Bulls? He said he'd be reluctant to sign with the Cavs. Why? You go from one cold city to another. If you want to play with Michael Carter Williams, uh, Jerry and Grant, the other crap they got on that team, be my guest, buddy. That's why I want to Paul George over you, anyways. Dwight Howard. Kimba. That Kimba, Kimba Howard pick and roll is about to be sick. Uh, Dwight Howard might mess around be coming off the bench for Frank Kaminsky <laughs> or Cody Zeller. He, they, <laughs> they gave up a better pick and a better player. Yep. Charlotte is sending Miles Plumley, Marco Bellinelli, and a 41st pick for Dwight Howard and the 31st pick. Do they not? I mean, Dwight Howard's contract is bad. Do they realize Miles Plumley makes like twelve million dollars a year? And on top of that, 
So I was either through Bellinelli and a pick. He he about to have a career resurgence with Kimba. I hope so. That's crazy. Just being traded like that, that's how much he fell off. Dang, what if they don't sign Paul Millsap back? Other than they're having nothing except for Schroeder. And he ain't nothing to build around. <sighs> I can't wait. I'm going to be up all night because I don't want to go to sleep and then wake up and then see it. The East getting easier. They really are. Dang, we might be able to just trade Kevin Love for nothing and still make it. Get Porzingis. This is ridiculous. All right. The D-Lo shuffle is on the nets. <sighs> okay, so we did the house. All right. I think it's about time that we do this movie. Let me make sure that it doesn't have a score up yet. Because if it doesn't have it up yet, then I'm pretty sure it's going to get a score up on here soon. I think somebody said that Charlotte Atlanta trade just made me sad. I mean, it just it shows you where Dwight Howard's career has fell to. All right, so yeah, this has this has nothing on there yet. So before time runs out, let's go ahead and throw out our predictions for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Comes out what July seventh, so a couple weeks away. All right, I'm nervous to give a number for this. So what number is coming to your head for Spider-Man: Homecoming? I don't know why, but seventy-six percent. Seventy-six. Well, that's without looking at any other Marvel movies or nothing. I'm going 76. High for Marvel is always good because I think their lowest movie is like 60-something percent. And that was like one of the Thors. This one? Based off of how the credit or the trailers look and the cast. I'm going to go high and I'm going to go with... 10 more. I'm going to go at 86%. I'm scared with my 76, but I just got inkling. All right. So for Spider-Man, you gave 76%. I gave 86. For the house, you gave 53%. I gave 23%. So we won't have a resolution next episode, but the week after that, we will see what the house is looking like and going from there. All right, so before we leave up out of here, what movie you plan on seeing before next episode? Um, real quick, do the movies. Um, I don't know the order we do it, but movies out on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, well, it probably is, right? We only got two, which is Life. Because that is Jake Gyllenhaal. I take that as a must-own, but it's really like where it's set <laughs> as a gift level for me. Uh, and Wilson, I think he saw that. Yeah, that's a might rent. Because I'm cool with not seeing that movie again. As far as movies I'm going to see, I probably won't see any movies, no me, but what I would like to see is, I mean, what everything. I want to see it comes at night. I've forced myself to see All Eyes on Me. I'll see Transformers. I want to see The Big Sick. I want to see... I'll just leave it limited to that, but... Go see The Big Sick. It's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Ain't that the movie with the dude from Silicon Valley? Uh-huh, based on his actual life. Yeah, I do want to see that, so I might mess around and see that this weekend. But I'm definitely seeing Transformers next. That's a fact. I'm going to watch the next. 17% right now. (laughs) I'm going to watch the next one, which I forgot how. That movie's almost three hours. Uh. Not the next one, but the past one. I haven't seen it since the movie. So I'm going to watch that long struggle before I get into this next joint. So definitely checking that out. All right. This has been another Interesting episode of the Leo of B. Of me having Hall. to scream into the mic because something's wrong with these cords. 
broken violin. Um, it is your huh? boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. O'Shea Bratz in the third, a.k.a. Uh, Young Denzel, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens. I'm Kyrie. Nope. Nady Irving. This dude just called himself Kyrie. <laughs> Nady Crosby. This dude called himself Kyrie. <laughs> Baby Nate. Um... Robert Balmain Jr., Nate Yawine, and Rolly Man. It's Joaquin Benny's work. Figure it, push it, get You fix my life and sin. Kai Dollar Sign. Also, now I forgot. Yeah, booking it in K. A younger black affiliate. Kyle Taylor Joy. Oops, I mean Kyle Young Taylor Joy. Fossil Man, the favorite Messiah, and Jerry Hightower. Nico, Misha PK, Chorus Kojo, Glock Osweiler, Station Wagon K, Chadwick Fossil, and a sweet lady. Would you be mine? Sweet love for a, uh, a, a lifetime. Ooh. I'll be there uh, when you, if you need me. Hey! All right. Going on, tell him who sucks. Jai Courtney sucks. Nat Wolf sucks. Miles Teller sucks. Theo James sucks. Alex Rose sucks. And he's still going to be here, but he keeps the jams, keeps the party going, and he has a good movie coming out. His name is Ansel Gorta. That man, that myth, that legend. That man, that myth, that legend. And before we go, I'm going to tease the next episode for you and just say, come back. Then listen next week to hear me apologize for something. Be humble. Be humble. And you know, we always got to end this off with a yeah.